Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. According to the Office for National Statistics, the ONS, in England and Wales, deaths involving heroin and morphine have more than doubled since 2012. The ONS say that this is partly driven by a rise in heroin purity and availability over the last three years. Age, they say, is also a factor because heroin users are getting older and they often have other conditions such as lung disease and hepatitis that make them particularly vulnerable. But are these the only reasons? John Middleton, president of the UK's Faculty of Public Health, in an editorial in this week's British Medical Journal, thinks that a change in policy towards the management of addiction a few years back might be more to blame. I asked him first what he thought of the ONS's own conclusions. We agree with that. We're not disputing those findings. But what we're also aware of is that over 50% of those people have not been in services for five years and another 20%, one in five, have not been in a service for the last year before they die. So and when you say service, this is some kind of rehabilitation or some kind of maintenance service yes, to keep an eye on them? Yes, community treatment service uh, that would be providing them with help, possibly with a substitute medication or the guidance to get into work, that kind of thing. So the services that we are providing seem to not be helping that group of people who are very much at risk of dying prematurely. Now, your point is only valid, though, if there is a change in access to those services in line with this departure, this doubling in the numbers of deaths. So has something changed, which means people are not accessing services that they were before? Yes, certainly the very large proportion of those people who are dying are not in services. And what we're seeing at the moment is a decline in the numbers of people in services. And indeed, an incentive that's been there in the last uh, few years for treatment services to actually get people off their books. And, uh, you know, we actually measure the success in in the public health outcomes framework. We have a a measure that that is uh, about successful completions, which means people um, dropping out or discharging themselves from the treatment system instead of actually being treated and maintained and supported. And uh, this is, we think, part of the problem. So there's almost a perverse incentive to provide a bad service because then people will leave. Well, that's, that's, that's part of it. I don't think it's an incentive to provide a bad service because if one is talking about people coming out at the end clean or abstinent from drugs. It's a worthy objective, but actually to do it in 12 weeks or a short term, um, when these are problems that people have had all their lives that they need to be supported, at the moment, the the way it's measured, we're encouraging the the services to get people off the books, uh, really, when they need to be uh, uh, protected and kept in the services. How does our experience and the approach that's taken here in the UK and the changes that have been made in the last three years, how do they compare with the experience of other countries? Have other countries gone down a similar path and they're seeing similar doublings of their 
opiate-related deaths or are other people taking different approaches to us? Well, before 2010 in the UK, we operated very much a harm reduction approach with maintenance therapies for people who were long-term drug users so that they could be supported uh, and stabilised and from a base of not being required to go out stealing in order to fund a drug habit, they were able to rebuild their lives, look for jobs, get a better income, housing uh, and have stable family lives. The 2010 policy in the UK kind of moved away from that. It said we're going to get people off drugs and that's the objective. When in reality, it's uh, had the effect of taking people out of treatment. But at the same time, places like Holland, Switzerland uh, and one or two other countries have had uh, progressive harm-reducing uh, policies which have not reduced the drug use, but they have reduced the harmful effects of the drug use. John Middleton on the editorial that he wrote in the British Medical Journal this week. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.